Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Bent with the Chris and Sandy Show. We get up close and personal with some amazing guests throughout the entertainment industry. And today, like I said, every episode, we got a great one for you. Who do we have? We have 19 year old actress Kaylin Bull. She is an up and coming actress who has put three leading roles in Lifetime movies within the last year. She has a passion for dancing and acting. See, she has been in the wrong cheerleader and dying to be a cheerleader. And now she's gearing up for the release of her latest project, her lead role as Sadie in her boyfriend's Deadly Secret, airing October 15th, which is tonight. And we're recording at 8 Eastern, 7 Central on Lifetime. And we're excited to yeah. talk to her about her story yes. and a little bit about what she's doing. So welcome to the show. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And we got that set on record. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> so as you know, it's been tough for a lot of people this last 18 months, um, especially in the entertainment industry. So how has COVID affected you and what have you done to maneuver through this craziness? Well, I think now that the vaccine's out, a lot of things are starting to regulate. But before that, it was basically just utter chaos. First, everything shut down. Nobody <laughs> knew what to do. They're like, just step away from it. Don't touch it. And then... <laughs> Everybody was like, oh, no, now we don't have jobs and everybody's at home and they need to watch new things on television. So that's what kind of got the industry back up again. And protocol, once we came back, was COVID tests every two to three days of filming. Everybody wears masks or face shields. Like I know for our film, our director wore two masks and a face shield. You could not hear her at all. The cast was like, what'd she say? And we're like, I don't know. Just just everybody band together, solidarity, and she'll tell us again. Um, and so it was definitely weird. Like I know for us, they were like, no, you can't eat lunch together. You need to be alone in your trailer, six feet away from everybody. Oh, wow. But you know, then I was like, I've kissed half of this cast. Now can we eat lunch together? It doesn't get closer than that. And they were like, yeah, that's reasonable. True. You can eat lunch together. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, so it was a lot, but you know, once you get used to it, it's not that bad. Um, Carter Glade plays Jack. He gets really bad nosebleeds though. So like the testing every day was really, really tough on him. Wow. Oh, wow. So sorry. (laughs) But it, it was good enough. It, it did well. Now everything's seeming to be more normal. Everybody's traveling for work again, you know, shows that shoot in Canada are back, Atlanta. Everybody's good now, it seems. (laughs) You know, speaking of testing, I got, I guess I got lucky so far. I've only had to have one test. And I thought for sure I had it. I was sick as a dog and I, and I'm scared to death. I'm like, I don't want nothing stuck up my nose. And we pull up to the um, emergency thing and they're like, is any, any, do you have any questions? I was like, well, I I don't want nothing stuck up my nose. And she goes, Oh, we don't use those. Yeah. It was just the mouth swab thing. Yeah. It was just still up the nose, but just a swab. Oh, and I yes. was like, oh, I can do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're not that bad. I know when we started filming, they were like, all right, we're just going to go until it gets a little uncomfortable. So we're all like, uh-huh. okay. Um, and then halfway through, she's our medic was like, hey, we just got these new testy ones. And they're supposed to be softer. And they were five times better. Like, why would I get one? She's like, I'm sorry, <laughs> I just bought them. Okay, at least we got them. So there's definitely yes. a difference. Didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> <laughs> and and you know speaking of um COVID and all that we launched our show January of 2020 and so a couple months before COVID and our original plan was to do maybe 100 interviews first year thought we could do, build a great foundation and then COVID happens and I'm watching 
everything gets shut down, I told Sandy, you know, this may be our silver lining. You know, people that normally wouldn't come on a new show might be willing to come on a new show. And Absolutely. so we just went all out and we're at all, we're at over 460 interviews now. Oh, wow. Congratulations. That's a lot of human beings. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> it it's, it's been, in, I mean, we could tell some stories of, you know, especially, I mean, I would never write a book about this, but some of the after the show um, conversations we've had has blew our mind the most. Yeah. Like this. <laughs> I can only imagine with so many different people, especially in this industry, there are some wild characters with some crazy stories yeah. and you just sit there oh. and you're like, that happened to like a real yeah. living person? You? Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that true. So as you know, know um, a lot of people would ask, when did you know you wanted to act? And I always like to go deeper than that. When did it click that this could be a career for you? Growing up, you know how they always say, like, when you're a toddler, really, really young, up to age four, <laughs> like, you are just automatically set in what you are and who you are naturally. No inhibitions, mm. no outside influence. I was an entertainer. I was like, I'm going <laughs> to dance for you. I'm going to oh, sing for you. Yes. And I started dancing that way because my parents were like, she's an insomniac. My doctor was like, put her in something. So they put me in dance. But then growing up, yeah. my teachers and studio owners were like, she's not a dancer. She's just an <laughs> entertainer. And that was hurt my feelings. I was like, what do you mean? I'm a dancer. Yeah. I'm here dancing. Yeah. And they're like, no, there's a difference. You like to be on stage. Yeah. I was like, Mm, you're right. And then I got injured. I needed hip surgery when I was 12. And oh, I just sat at home because dance is all I knew. And I couldn't do it. And I was like, what's life? Mm -hmm. I don't know what it's like to sleep and have friends. So I just sat at home. My mom was like, I'll pay you $5 to go to an acting class. And I was like, five bucks. <laughs> yeah, five bucks. And I went. And I was like, cool. Can I come back tomorrow? She was like, yeah. I was like, can I get another $5? And she was like, sure. And so I kept going. And then I was like, wow, like, I felt alive. I was like, wow, okay, cool. Like I actually wanted to get out of the house, put real people pants on. It was a thing wow. now. Yeah. And then I would think after about three weeks, she was like, I'll keep taking you, but I can't keep paying you. I was like, I guess that's <laughs> fine. That's understandable. And then yes. a kid in my acting class was starring in a feature film, just an indie. And they were like, the person that plays his sister dropped out. We start filming in two days. Come play it. I was wow. like, I've been in class for three weeks. I have no idea what I'm doing. I hit my head on a boom, like sound tech threw his headphones across the room because I don't know if you ever heard that, but that's loud. Ooh. Um, and so yeah. it was like a fun, I was basically thrown into it, but I think all along it's what I knew I was going to end up doing. I just didn't know how, but apparently bribery, that's how. <laughs> That works. <laughs> well, remember that we got a yeah, nine-year-old and a two-and-a-half-year-old two daughter mm -hmm. and a nine-year-old boy. So we'll yes. have to remember that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so what would you say is something quirky about you? Um, maybe that. Maybe that was my perfect example right there. <laughs> I just think I'm really awkward. I just kind of exist. I know everyone's always like, wow, you're so uncomfortable. I'm like, I don't know. I'm comfortable. I'm just really awkward. I don't really know what to do with my hands or my body and I don't know, I say the weirdest things because I find it enjoyable personally to watch people squirm instead of uh, saying normal things, you know? Like it's like, oh, door. And it's like, wow, the portal to the other side of the room. And I'm just like. Mm -hmm. So you were meant for an act, you're meant to be an actress. I hope so. So far <laughs> it seems that way. I've gotten really lucky, extremely <clears throat> lucky. <clears throat> 
So as you know, a lot of people, they see the glory of what you do and the big actors and actresses, but they don't see the grind, the sacrifice, the tears, the struggles it takes, not just to get to the big levels, but even a career level within entertainment. And I always want to talk about that because I think a lot of times it's glossed over on that. And people think I have the talent, I can make it. But we both know that it takes a lot more than talent to make it in mm -hmm. anything entertainment wise. So let's talk about some of the sacrifices and struggles you've had to go through even to get to where you are today. There's a lot. I'll start off with saying the entertainment industry, especially, is more politics than it is talent. It's mm -hmm. insane. And it that. is really hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So especially for newer actors, it's so hard. You work for free for a long period of time. You build your resume. And then you have to have that resume to get an agent or a manager. And after that, you can start auditioning for real things, so to speak. But that's also insanely difficult. And I know I got my start because I got an offer just through Actors Access, a non-union, like true crime show, you know, where they recreate the crime, mm -hmm. whatever. But my long distance lifelong best friend was coming to visit me for a week who lived in New York. And I unfortunately had to give that up to shoot the show because you don't yeah. have a choice. And so, I mean, we're no longer friends. And I kind of think it stems from that choice. And it, there is a lot of stuff like that. You know, you do have to actively pick your career or friends, career or family, career or love, um, which makes you really sad. It gets really <laughs> sad sometimes and really depressing. And then, you know, constant rejection as well. Like, I think I had a friend watch my self tape once on accident. They like took my phone. They said it sucked and I cried and I shut down for like three <laughs> months. I like didn't, I didn't move. My mom's like, you need to be more confident. It's not that simple. I swear. <laughs> it's one thing that the casting director's like, you don't have talent, because whatever, that's their job. But Brian was like, that sucks. At least they could have lied. But he didn't. <laughs> but it's okay. There's just, it, there's so much that goes into it. And it's sad all the way around. But I mean, you get tough skin after long enough. But starting out, especially like young child actors, I feel so bad for them because they're so susceptible to this. And I think that's why there's a stereotype in our industry of alcoholism and drug abuse and things like that, because it's hard. If you don't have the personality type to withstand that, I can totally mm -hmm. see how that mm -hmm. can happen. It's the beginning of your downfall. Yeah, because I mean, we've talked with a lot of people from artists to actors and all that. And it's always the same thing when, when we get to this part, the sacrifice, it's like, you know, and I like to talk about this because I think that your average person doesn't understand it. You know, you're chasing this passion of yours and yeah, you might have to give up some friendships sometimes. And, some, and, it's, and it's not that you're giving it up. It's that they see it that way. Yeah. And, you know, because again, you know, they have the nine to five and nothing wrong with the nine to five, but they have that yeah. nine to five. They get off at five. You know, if, if you do work through the day, a regular job, and you get off at five, and all of a sudden you get a phone call, well, guess what? You're go you have no you got to audition. There is no. It's either you you go or somebody else gets it. Exactly. People are always talking about how overpopulated LA is. Like, yeah. Now yeah. all those people want your roles. That's how it works. And then all <laughs> and it's the more overpopulated yeah, now because too, yeah. because the transition with virtual has I think been a game changer where you don't have to be in LA to audition now. Absolutely. I mean, we did a lot of self tapes before just because mm -hmm. face it, some, mm -hmm. some networks and companies are cheap. They don't want to rent the space. They have <laughs> a lot of casting directors are germaphobes too. So they don't want to be near you. 
Um, so COVID was kind of their saving grace. They're like, ah, oh, yes, self tapes. I don't need an office space. I don't need to leave my bed. I can watch them at 4 a.m. when I can't sleep. Like, I don't think it will ever return just because how convenient it is. Everybody moved back home because it was cheaper and they could still have their job. I was like, mm-hmm. dang, like, I was one of them. I moved back home. And I got my job. But it is, it's great, but also just feels really different. It's just not quite the same. Yeah. Now let's talk about the good side, the glory side. And, you know, let's talk about some of your lifetime movies. Tell us about how some of those came yes. about. Yes. I think the first one, The Wrong and Cheerleader, that was a ton of fun. I auditioned for that, and I didn't hear anything. I auditioned for the lead role, actually, which uh, Christine Prospery ended up playing. And I didn't get a call for, like, two, three months. So I was like, well, I guess I oh, booked wow. it. And then one day they were like, you booked the role of, <laughs> I believe her name was Jen, was my character. And we start filming in, like, a week. And oh, I was wow. like, oh, wow. I had to like go in my emails. I was like, what project is this? Who is Jen? <laughs> and so I looked it up and I was like, she's the best friend. So they just offered me another role. So I got really lucky. I was like, all right, cool. I think we filmed that whole feature in like five days. And it was insane. Mm-hmm. It was my first TV movie ever. So I was like, is this just how it works? No, I learned it's not. It's just a tough one. And then the second one I did, I think we changed it to Dying to be a Cheerleader. Uh, and yeah. that was a ton of fun. I auditioned yeah. originally also for the lead, but she plays mm-hmm. this girl that's from the, like the wrong side of the tracks. And they're like, you're small oh. and cute and you don't <laughs> look like you fight people. I'm like, dang, <laughs> fight some people. They're like, no, honey, here, we'll give you the mean girl cheerleader. And I was like, dang, fine. Uh, so I played, <laughs> played her and she made me sad. Every line out of her mouth was so mean and cruel and manipulative. So when I went to the table read, they were like, wow, you're an excellent mean girl. It like hurt my feelings. I was like, okay. <laughs> and they're like, you mean you acted, you seem nice. I was like, okay, that's fine. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I loved that whole cast. The, those girls are my best friends to this day. We go out, we spend New Year's together. Do people awesome. get mad at you in real life for playing that? Like they yes. feel like you're that part? They do. Like a lot of the times <laughs> the Lifetime fandom is really intense. So they will live tweet on a premiere with the hashtag, the name of the film. And so my co-star, um, Nicolette, she was like, I'm on Twitter right now. And they just said, I can't act and I want to cry. And I was like, wait, so oh. I opened it. Everybody's talking about my character. They're like, why can't Taylor die? What's wrong with her? She makes me want to hit her with a chair. I was like, I think this should be a compliment. I think you're supposed to hate her. Um, but that's why this one that premieres tonight is so nice. I got to love my character. She got wow. to be nice for once. And she's just so caring. And it's so heartwarming to watch her. Obviously, mm-hmm. you know, it's not a feel-good film. Um, but she does definitely have her moments. The love story is really cute that develops, which is ironic because it starts with her having a boyfriend. And then she's like, you know what? I'm done with you. And then get another boyfriend and now you're like oh now this is wholesome and heartwarming you know until people yes. keep trying to kill them but other than Ooh. that super cute <laughs> super fun. Yeah. so what's been your hardest role to play honestly probably sadie um just because she has a lot of emotional depth she goes through a lot in this film i won't spoil anything but there are a lot of transitions for her. I mean, she goes through a breakup and then she goes through falling in love again. 
And then she goes through the stress of, you know, everybody coming at her and basically attacking her. And out hint someone goes missing at some point and she's just absolutely devastated she's bawling and running around just screaming and crying so it was a lot and i definitely get nervous that i'm not delivering enough um which is every actor's like worst fear is that you're not doing enough it's not good or the director is just kind of sugarcoating it and like oh yeah you're doing great but then they walk away and they're like oh, God. so it definitely had a lot of that with this film not gonna lie <laughs> So since you've been acting, what surprised you the most? And it could be a good surprise or a bad surprise, but what surprised you the most? This is going to sound really stupid, but um, on set when they film, it's not real ice cream in scenes when they're eating ice cream. It's staged. It's mashed uh, potatoes. Yeah. yeah, it's like instant mashed potatoes with vegan <sighs> butter and a ton of sugar and mm. food coloring. I had to eat it for this film. It was awful. It was disgusting. Um, Alicia, who plays my mom, she was like, out of solidarity, I will take a bite for you um, in this scene. And she did. She almost puked in the sink. She was like, oh, God, you ate that? And I was like, yes, thank you. And the whole crew was like, all right, uh, let's reset. So I think it's definitely that. Nothing is as it seems. Glass is sugar. It's sugar glass. Super weird to me. It's sticky. Oh, wow. And so is fake blood. Just the way they trick everything is super weird. And you wouldn't think that because it looks normal on camera. But in real yeah. life, you look at it and you're like, that looks like a four-year-old set this up. What is this? But on camera. But that jaded you a little bit. Yeah, but you think me knowing all this, I wouldn't be afraid of like horror films and stuff, but they still get me. I'm like, I watch you film that and I'm still terrified. I'm screaming, I'm crying, I'm gone. I'm out the door, not good. <laughs> I guess when you sit down to watch a movie, you forget where life is. And yeah, then it, you know, it, it, it you, transports yeah. you into it. Absolutely. Into You're so invested world. in it, too. Mm -hmm. Like, I yeah. know, especially watching Lifetime movies, I'll see that stuff. And I'm still spooked, even though, obviously, I do that. That is my job. And I'll, like, close the blinds. Like, feel like someone's watching over my shoulder. And I'm like, what is this? I don't like this feeling. But I guess that means they did a good job. <laughs> yeah, that's like, you know, I'm part of a one of the bold and beautiful groups because we interviewed um Sheila Carter or the actress who plays yeah, Sheila Kim Carter. Brown, yeah. And so I added myself to one of them groups and I watched some of the conversations that go on like, y'all do know that this is not real, right? Yeah. <laughs> They're so invested. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. Like the soap opera fandoms mm -hmm. are so in it. Same with like I think Vampire Diaries has a really hardcore oh, yeah. fandom. Pretty mm -hmm. Little Liars did that right. too. I mean, that's mm -hmm. why they're so successful though. That's what it takes. Yeah. <laughs> so as you know, a lot of people see you as the actress, but they don't see the teams behind you. In our opinion, the teams never they get the don't. love they deserve. Now on our show, they do. So take a few moments just to tell us about the team that helps you be who you are. Well, obviously huge shout out to my parents. They sacrificed so, so much. I mean, I think we moved. We They gave yeah. up their dream house. They built their house in my hometown, loved it to death. And they were like, well, you know, we've outgrown the town. So move somewhere where you can grow. Where I'm from, it's just dirt and buildings. So it's not that hard to outgrow, but I'm, I'm glad that I did. So then I moved, I made it here. My parents just kept pushing. I have a little brother. He sacrificed a ton too. You know, he sacrificed his relationship with my mom, because my mom was the one to always take me under 18. Wow. 
can drive and you should not leave a minor alone in LA ever even after the age of 18 please parents still go to auditions and things it gets scary um and so he sacrificed that relationship with my mom and me which I'm really grateful for so it's actually been really nice with COVID to be home and kind of reestablish that family mm-hmm. persona um and obviously my manager has done a ton for me. Um, same with my publicist, Heather. I've been working with her for years. Um, and she's done, you know, just a lot of personal favors just out of yeah, the kind awesome. of yeah. and that whole yeah. team. It mm-hmm. honestly took a lot of people to get me here and a lot of people just being nice and doing favors. And that doesn't happen in LA. It's like sometimes <laughs> I sit here at night and I'm like, Am I going to get killed at some point? Are they going to come back and like ask me for some insane, outrageous favor that's going to be really illegal or what? Um, but so far, none of that's happened. Everyone's just been really nice. And I have to solely contribute my success to this point to all of them. And, you know, something that we've known that we've learned as we interviewed a lot of people, including the bigger people, too, um, that when you sit down and you ask them, about how they made it. A lot of times there is luck involved because there was always that one or two people that opened the door for them that they could never get through without that. And that's been interesting for us to learn because everybody that we've met in entertainment has said the same thing, that they've worked, 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 and then somebody opened that door. Absolutely. That's what it takes because like I said, it's so competitive. And everybody's basically gatekeeping everything at all times. Nobody wants anyone else to be successful because in this industry, that does directly take it away from you. Everyone's mm-hmm. in competition, especially people who are similar types or typecasted the same. Uh, yes. So it does always take that one person. That's why I am where <laughs> I am. That show that I randomly got offered, the girl who was help, helping with the casting, she offered me that role because she's a wow. blonde hair blue-eyed girl in the industry and she's like I know how hard it is especially being blonde everybody's blonde in California so she's like you had talent and I needed to help you out because I know how hard that is and then that just kept happening same with like the movie that comes out tonight I was direct offered that role that does not happen in this industry until you are like a list and I was just so lucky especially during COVID nobody was working so I was so lucky to just get that call um Paul Reddy cast this film. And I learned that from the cast, everyone's like, yeah, this audition was crazy. I had to do like two, three tapes and I'm just sitting in the back corner. Like, I'm just gonna shut up. I'm not gonna say anything. (laughs) So it does take a lot of luck and a lot of random people (laughs) to believe in you. And if not, you're you're not gonna get anywhere, which is so sad. Cause it's just people being nice to you. And we totally get exactly what you're saying. Cause even on our show, you know, we we're just, to nobodies to the industry when we especially when we launched and it took a few PR people to really like you know what we like you we'll put our people on then other PR companies trusted us and and there's still PR companies that won't work with us but that's changing but it but it's been but it's been the like even with with the um, company that you you're with I mean they keep bringing us people and we love them they have trusted us with their clients and yes. that to me is the biggest compliment that someone could give us is trusting oh, us and our show with their clients because again mm-hmm. that's that we're doing what we do without the pr companies we wouldn't exist yeah we wouldn't yeah be where we are. that's for it's sure it's tough 
and like especially with the publicists like they come to us too so they send us to you and they're like do you want them and you're like yeah sure then they come to us and like do you want to do this so you know at that point we check it out and usually we'll be like oh yeah i know so and so who did that yeah that's we trust that um i know i personally did that i saw a couple names on the interview list that i recognized and i was like all right yeah seems reliable apparently it's not going to destroy my career or my public image I trust it. I'll go. <laughs> So far, we yes. hope not. I mean, yeah. we try everything to bring out the best and the the guests. If you know, if yes. sometimes PR companies will say, um, "This is a no, no, don't do not go here." And we don't, yeah. you we know, don't. we respect yeah. that. Yeah. You know, Absolutely this is a fluff, that. fluff, get down, raw interview with people. Yes, exactly. it's about the stories because we want the yeah. story. We don't, we, we don't care what's going stories, on around yeah. them. We just want the story of them. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I mean, there's a lot to uncover in this industry, especially, and it's really interesting. So I love that you guys do that. And you actually ask real questions, not like, you know, a little, like, oh, it's your favorite color. You know, I mean, favorite <laughs> colors are cool. No hate to anyone who asks your favorite color, but, you know, like, like ask the real questions, find out what makes that person who they are, why they're here. Yep. So it's exactly. great. Now, speaking of, um, teams we've yes, got a third co-host we do our little nine-year-old that we bring oh, on yes his name is christopher <laughs> so sandy's gonna go get him get and we got a two I and a half year old him. daughter that when she gets older she'll be plugged in the show because we are a family affair show <laughs> i love that family first always <laughs> exactly you know I, I know that you know we bring on a lot of artists on and i i couldn't live their life because they're always apart from their families until they get bigger then they can pull the families with them that would be so tough. And again, I, I respect that they're chasing that passion and the families are back them too, because, you know, without family backing you, that's the toughest thing. Absolutely. Hello, good sir. <laughs> All right. Hi, King. And so what's your favorite food? Pickles and French fries. Mm. Mm. That's a good one. What's yours? Mine is pizza. Pretty solid, but what kind of pizza? Uh, pepperoni, sausage, and supreme. He got three different kinds. Oh, wow. So you're just on the meat lover side of things. I respect it. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> All right. So what's your favorite TV show? Ooh, favorite TV show. This is going to sound really weird, but I don't really watch TV, which is ironic because that's my job. I read books. <laughs> like, I don't know anything that's going on in the world, really. <laughs> and yours? Mine is SpongeBob. Classic classic i think did they make a new spongebob movie yeah that, yeah did they actually that was in a rumor maybe i'll watch that <laughs> yeah. Next. all right so what's their favorite movie favorite movie the eternal sunshine of the spotless mind what's yours mine is the minions movie that's adorable <laughs> <laughs> and you know a little caitlin she loves the minions too and we could be walking in the mall and if there's a little minion in a door, she we have to go in that store. Oh, I love it. Have you taken her to Universal yet? Not yet. Not yet. No. Oh. We need, I mean, we're, we're in we Savannah, so we're not far from it. Yeah. No, minions are everywhere. And they're adorable. They're a minion yeah. rides. They make all the little noises. Ooh. It's so cute. They have yeah. really developed a strong brand. That's for sure. Absolutely. You just see the little symbol and you're like, I know what that is. I can hear it in my head the second I see it. <laughs> Bye, Nate. Bye, nice to meet you. <laughs> yeah, he loves he loves to do the show, and you know we've done four hundred and sixty plus interviews, and I bet he's been on four thirty. So 
that's a that's a good amount i mean get out young so, so if you could co-star with any actor or actress dead or alive who would it be and what role would you want to play i have to say emma stone i feel like it'd just be really awesome to do like one of those really gritty raw comedy films with her mm -hmm. like Easy A style, but age appropriate, please. I have a brand here. Um, yes. <laughs> but just, it, she's so raw and weird. I don't know if you guys have seen the new Cruella film, but she really exhibits that on top of, you know, playing oh, kind wow. of an evil, maniacal character. I just think that'd be so awesome, especially now that they're focusing on a lot of like girl comedies, like female films oh, are yeah. really taking off. I'm like, heck they yeah, are. love women. <laughs> So there'll probably be multiple answers to this, but just think of the first thing that pops in your head. But what is a show or movie that you've watched that you you wish you played in? Looking for Alaska. Ah. Um, yeah, the John Green film, or well, book turned show. Paramount originally owned the rights to turn it into a feature film. And then they gave it to, I think, Hulu and Hulu the show. I feel like that lead character that played Alaska, I feel like they just missed the mark as a book person i like mm -hmm. i know everything about that story i know everything about the character and i feel like they just didn't show it in the performance i think she did a great job i know that that's what they were telling her to do but i mm. think yeah. they should have showed how <laughs> wild she was and why that's so deep rooted from her mother dying the death anniversary is coming up you know she doesn't have a relationship with her father she's always been a lone wolf a wildflower and i feel like if you just watched that show and you didn't read the book you wouldn't get that and that's what how makes the storyline so beautiful how do you prepare for a role like that usually if it's based on a book always read the book always if not spark notes it read all of the I actually recommend that you read the book reviews on particular characters nobody knows a character okay. better than the mm -hmm. reader <laughs> and as a reader, I can vouch for that. That's true. Um, and if it's not based on the book, you just read the script if they give it to you and really just dive into it. It's a lot of psychology knowledge as well, you know, because usually you can look at a person and if their body language is like this or they say something like this, you can be like, oh, they lack confidence. Or mm. they said this, this, and this. Their arrogance is covering up for this deep-rooted problem at home. And it's mm. a lot of mental work. It's not easy. It's definitely not surface. And you have to think how you would handle yourself in those situations and those emotions, which is really difficult, especially, you know, if you're sad. Because not everyone's sad the same. Some people shut down. You're about getting balls. a psychology degree by acting. Yes. Like now, <laughs> my mom always taught me to be really intuitive. And with this industry and this job, you really have to be because that's your job. And a lot of the times we'll people watch, like as actors, especially me, I'll go to the mall, I'll people watch and I'll read everybody's body language. Like, all right, that person, I feel like is standing like that because of this. I feel like they're going through this. Oh, that person, you can clearly tell they're happy or they're excited. Maybe this is the best day of their life. Maybe that person's really sad because you know maybe a parent just passed away. And you can tell a lot just from people walking by absolute strangers yep. and it's really important. <laughs> I do that a lot. What's funny is when we oh, first yes, married, like 19 years ago, she 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 understands it now, but she didn't understand it then. But, but we'd be sitting in a restaurant and we're talking and I'll just start laughing about something. And we didn't say nothing. And she's like, what are you laughing at? 
oh, that conversation behind you. Because <laughs> mm, <yes. laughs> again, it's, if you listen, not that you're eavesdropping, but you know what? Sometimes you find some interesting tidbits. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I had to people watch for an assignment in school for my oh, wow. ah, sociology. And I had to actually like, break down everybody's body language and what they were thinking and how they were feeling and all this. And they, were, they explained the science to it. I was like, that's really interesting. It's helped me out a lot, actually. Any sociology, linguistic anthropology is very close to acting because it's just a study of why people are the way they are, which is yeah. exactly what our job is, is to be other people. Yeah. And they need to seem like real people. And that's mm -hmm. why I like this video because we started the show out as audio. And I remember when we that's first right, started, first few months. Sandy's like, I'll do this with you, but don't ever ask me to do video. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and here we are. But what what she's learned and I've learned is, um, you know what, when we're on the audio and we're talking, you know, you, there's a lot you can't tell. Right. But with video, see, if I hit a touchy video. subject, I've, I've learned to where I can adjust and move to around that. If I can tell that they're uncomfortable. Exactly. You need to see their body language for that. Their facial expressions, the tone of voice will give it away, but you know, it takes a lot more than that to really identify it. Video is really important. Exactly. <laughs> now, the, back in 2015, we interviewed Kelsey Ballerini before she was Kelsey. Mm. And I always like to tell this story because we asked her a question um, of where she wanted to be in five years. And the answer she gave us is to the T of what she's living right now. And I always tell that story because I want you know, before I ask the guest that same question, because she knew where she was going. So knowing that, where do you want to be in five years? I hope to at least be the lead in one feature film that goes to theaters, if theaters ever actually become a thing again. Um, <laughs> I just think that'd be really cool. But like one of, like kind of like the John Green style YA indie-ish type films, I just think those are awesome. So gritty, so raw. Um, but I, I hope to still just be happy and proud of myself. Just in this industry, morals and values are so important and yeah. oftentimes mm -hmm. are overlooked because that's what it takes to get a job half the time. If you cross your own personal boundaries, maybe, yeah, you have a career, but at the end of the day, you're probably gonna cry yourself to what sleep you really at night. Have. Exactly. So <laughs> I think that's probably the most important thing for me is And what's still bad being is the public industry. focuses on that. And then people that are actually doing it right, they forget about, hey, there is a crowd of people that are doing it the right way. Exactly, there's a huge stereotype. And I mean, I make jokes about that stereotype, but I feel like I can, because I'm here. And it's always that, you know, people sell, sell their souls to get whatever they want. They will go to any party, do anything anybody really wants them to do, which there are some people in this industry that really will do that because they love it that much. And that's mm -hmm. the only way they can really see stepping forward. But there is a whole group of people that, you know, they don't do anything bad. They follow the rules. They just audition mm -hmm. their hardest and eventually it'll pay off it will right. and i believe that the people who do it the right way will have more longevity versus mm -hmm. the people mm -hmm. who get short-term success from doing the yeah, wrong way exactly. it'll die out because i think karma will come around for everybody and talk about longevity mm -hmm. let's look 15 years down the road and let's say you're a success on a grand scale whatever that looks like for you you're there if the person you are today could meet her your future successful self, what would you want to remind her? I would just want to remind her just 
stay confident, just trust the process. It's such a big thing, just in life in general, but especially here. Just trust the process, stay confident in that, stay focused. That's probably the most important thing. It's so hard. Um, and really just also enjoy the little things, the small moments. Take advantage of every opportunity, especially auditions. Take auditions and learn from them. Grow from them as human beings. That's kind of my philosophy with acting. I think you need to grow as a human first to grow as an yeah. actor because you need to feel, you need to be vulnerable, you need to be knowledgeable. And I feel like that's something that just I should continue to remind myself, even mid 30s. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what are some sources of inspiration for you? I'm trying to think particular sources of inspiration. For me, it's really just books. Like, I don't know if you've ever read a really good book. And for me, I imagine them as films, like immediately. And I see them play out in my head. Yeah. And yeah. I've always imagined myself like as my favorite character. And I think that's also what's driven a good amount of my career is like, I want to play the book character. And like some <laughs> John Green books. I'm like, let me be her. I want to be her. I feel it. <laughs> and what would you like for your legacy to be? What would you like to be known and remembered for? Honestly, just being vulnerable and confident and brutally honest. I just hope to <laughs> never put up a front or pretend to be somebody that I'm not or create a persona. Just I want to be authentically myself, even if it backfires, I could totally see that happening, but at least I'm happy with that. I think that would be great just to know that nobody thought I was messing around. It was just me. Awesome. And if you could say anything to your fans and followers, what would you want to tell them? Ah, I love you so much. And you're all so cute. You're <laughs> so cute. And I stalk you all. And I think you're all adorable. <laughs> and I appreciate the support. <laughs> So if you had a friend of yours and they got bit by the acting bug and they've done a few roles here and there, but they feel that they're called to this. They just cannot not do this. What advice would you give that specific person to kind of help guide them the next few years? I'd say really know the business side, know the politics, know everything you can. And then on top of that, just know where you're going. Know the roles that you can reasonably play. Unfortunately, know your typecast. It's going to happen. I'm a cheerleader, and I think I'm a cheerleader until I die. Um, and that's how you get a career. You just have to be okay with that. Am I a cheerleader in real life? No. Do I like it? Not much. But it's how you get going, and yeah. you just really need to be happy with that. And it's just there's so much learning along the way, too. So it's really just be open and perceptive because it's going to change for everybody. Nobody has the same course of action. Some people can just get plucked off the side of the street and next thing you know, they're a movie star and other people, well, they work for 15, 20 years. So. Yeah. yeah that's like good. we had um, Burt Ward, the original Robin from Batman and Robin on. Mm. And when he was telling us his story, he was one of them that just walked into it. He said that, I mean, it yeah, was just it amazing. Was crazy story. And, and when, you know, we had one point that where the people are trying to tell him how he should be. And the people on set was like, no, 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 no. We want his, we want his personality in this. Cause he, mm -hmm. he, he, you know, the role he played as Robin was actually him. He says, yeah, he says I got to play me all him. the time. Mm -hmm. Yes. 
I love that. I filmed a YouTube video with a friend of mine who's one of those big time YouTubers. It's got like the yeah. 20 million subscribers. And, you know, we film for fun, but it's a high level production, still very professional. And it was so nice to get to just play it myself and have a personality. And they were like, we want you to be you because we think you're hilarious. And I was like, oh, <laughs> sucks. But it was so nice to not have to like pretend to be a whole other human being and remember that I am my own human being. Mm -hmm. I think that's the dream to play a role where they're just like walk on and do whatever. I mean, I kind of do that in my own way. I mean, I act as myself as another person where the really good actors, they're just another person. And I'm like, okay, I'm just going <laughs> to chill here like this. Um, but I think that's a blessing. That is one of the best things to do in this industry. And also, Gives you less of an identity crisis at some point. <laughs> Love that. So as we close out here, um, tell everybody how they can find you and also a little bit about this tonight. Oh, yes. Well, you can follow me on Instagram at It's Really Kaylin. That's my TikTok, too. Those are the only two social media platforms I really use because I kind of suck. Um, but this film, oh, the ending made me cry. It follows such a journey of Sadie as she tries to kind of fix the world. That's kind of her outlook on life. She wants to fix the ocean. She wants to make sure she perfects her future. She has everything planned out like five years in advance. Mm -hmm. And you also get to watch her kind of learn to breathe. You know, she's dating Jack. And then she realizes that Jack is not the person she thought he was. They were going to go to college and get married and have kids yeah. and she realized that he was kind of a jerk. And she was like, all right, never mind. Bye. And then she meets Kevin. And they start to actually fall in love. But he teaches her how to be easygoing and let go and breathe. She's still herself at the end of the day. But, you know, she's a little less wound up, which she really needed. <laughs> so we get to see that. We get to see her relationship with her single mother. So, you know, there's that close, you know, mother-daughter bond, which is really relatable. And... Yeah, you get to see her with her best friend, and it's just a really a fun storyline to watch. But nothing is as it seems, and the ending, not quite a happy ending, but it's it's a soulful one, if you will. <laughs> That's I, I yes, love we're that. looking forward to it. <clears throat> and you know, it's a good one tonight. We look, you know, we had a you really great time having you on yes, the show today, and we, we look forward it. to having you back. We do. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I enjoyed it just as much. I hope you guys like the film. I don't know what it looks like yet, so I think we're all just crossing our fingers. So, yes. so you're going to be watching it with everybody else at the same I time. I am. I'm just as shocked as all of you. It, we filmed this like a year ago. I don't even remember the majority of it. So oh, it's wow. a whole new surprise. <laughs> yes. All right. You have a great Thanks day. Thanks so much great. for your time. Thank you. You too. Have a good one.